that was the 90s party. Did you do all that, Roth? I did do all of that. Yeah, that was a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I it was forced... very over the top in the best way. Like it was a great birthday. That was so much work. Oh my god. It was gosh, one of those things you. that like you just kept seeing shit and like you're like, oh my god, what about that? Oh my god, like fucking like those bracelets, like that hair thing, like those butterfly clips. It was just like on and butterfly on. clips. Were I couldn't, spot on. I couldn't stop. We had like the yeah. Lisa Frank tattoos by the eyes. Oh my gosh. Oh Bailey yeah. Packs, was... scrunchies. And then we had like all the candy and like snacks that um, that you're not supposed to, you know, be Swiss eating. Swiss cake rolls, oatmeal, oh cream my pies. God. I baked cosmic <laughs> brownies. Those cosmic yeah. brownies, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I I had a piece of those instead of the birthday cake even because I was like, oh, it just sounded so good. So delicious. But like the end of it, it was just so rich and like chocolate dense <laughs> that I honestly couldn't eat the rest of it. Like I the had frosting. A, it was a frosting. It was so good yeah. though. What's so, a like, cosmic brownie? Eating. Do you remember those brownies that were rectangles and they had this the colored um like sprinkly things on top? They yeah, also little had Debbie. One, they also had one that had nuts on it, which ugh, gross. But I don't think I, I made a do. I made a dupe. I will that, say basically. your little topping though was like fifty times denser, more dense oh, yeah. than the regular cosmic brownie. The regular ones you get like a couple. You shove that shit all the way on there. It <laughs> well, was the the package of those chocolate things only came in a bulk pack, and I'm sh- I'm fucking using as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering you're gonna use it again. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And that's why I made everyone take, like, take the slap bracelets, like, take everything. Like, I, I gave them, like, treat bags so, like, people could take shit home. Because I was like, I'm not fucking bringing this back. I mean, that's a 90s thing to do is goodie bags. Yep. Uh, like, it is. Bags. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there was so much good food, though, that I was like, I'm not taking. I did walk out of there with a cup full of strawberries for later. That's and I and I took a lemon, but I was like, wow. I'm not going to eat all this shit. Like, well, I'm going to lock like, that crazy. girl up. I went out of there with a bag of Doritos and a Swiss cake roll. So good for you, though. That's not oh too much. In that mansion, I t- it was outrageous. Oh Beautiful. yeah, no, that was no. It was a great house. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of people. Like everyone Tomacula stayed the night there. Yeah, it was 20, like 25 people. Wow, it was good. I will say it was spread out a lot, which was nice. Like. It was, we kept saying it was big enough, like enough people where you could dip away if you needed to. Um, like at like 9.45, like me, I just, Irish goodbye. And I was laughing at the second one. I told Laura, I gave her heads up that I think I was like ready to go to bed. Um, I wasn't even that tired, but like, and I have, I just get my, to my point with people where I'm like, I've been around people and I just need to like be quiet for a minute and then unwind and go to bed. But um that was half the fun is like everyone woke up like literally 6 45 saturday morning was like ready to go which i laughed because i thought it was like early everyone was up because everyone's so excited um but i stood up in the middle we were watching the olympics and i like darted and i like barely even made eye contact with laura because i didn't want people to like catch us like looking at each other and be like are you leaving so it was just really nice that you could irish exit and no one yeah. would notice <laughs> well there enough people. honestly though i got to a hashtag point, you know I, you're 31 <laughs> i get to a yep. point though too like where if i'm just like i'm not it's not that I'm not having fun, but I'm not, like, wild and out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm basically just a corpse there. And I know I'm not, like, giving anyone else, like, the fun energy. Like, I'm just going to go to bed. 
remove yeah, myself. Totally. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. exactly that's my how energy. I feel too. Yeah. That's a very like that's a very objective way to look at it. You're like, uh-huh. if I'm no longer giving fun energy, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Uh-huh. Totally. I feel that. Very smart. Plus, I had a mean hangover on Saturday morning. This Uh, girl was in bad shape on Saturday morning. What were you drinking? Oh, anything under the sun on Friday. It was stupid. (laughs) I I acted like I was 21 years old, and I could just, I could handle it. And I most definitely could not. (laughs) I think when I got there, you guys were pretty turned. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if I remember Friday evening, quite honestly. I was like, I actually don't recall a lot of it. So... We started at a winery. I had wine, then I had beer, and then I had Trulies, and then we had tequila shots, and then somebody had Fireball, which I fucking hate Fireball, but there we were. You liked it on Friday. Yeah, (laughs) it was just too much. Wow, I have a stomach ache from listening to you. (laughs) I know. I think people were disappointed. I think I took maybe like two shots the whole weekend, maybe. I think people were disappointed. They're like, oh, you don't do shots? And I was like, Nah, but I was actually impressed with myself for even drinking like champagne and Trulies and some mixed drinks like consistently. I'm very I'm proud of myself. Jealous that you are out of the shots, Jesus! If, I was just like, no, I can't. I just threw up ten minutes ago, and they <laughs> like ten minutes later asked me again. I'm like, no, no, I I just threw up twenty twenty minutes ago. Oh my gosh, did you really? I threw up like multiple times Saturday morning, uh, and like the the uh, the first yeah. time was when. I had we had done the decorating of the '90s theme, and I was like, I have the shakes and I'm sweaty. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And as as my head was in the porcelain, I heard them call (laughs) the birthday girl down to like come see what we had done. And I was like, they're like, oh no, like where's Laura? I'm like. <laughs> You're like, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> and then someone knocked into that because I think they thought I was like taking a boom. And um they're like, hurry up. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone call pooping a boom. Oh, I call it bo- yeah, we call it boom boom in this household. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We're really mature. <laughs> I'm gonna go boom boom now. <laughs> yeah. Don't bother me by that boom boom. I realized this this weekend too. Realized that she calls it boom boom. Like, oh. huh. Good for you, mad props because you were still awake. We were literally awake at like six forty five in the morning, and then we started drinking at like eight in the morning. Yeah, so that was honestly the best part, probably one of my favorite parts of the whole trip. Were like the great views, good times, good people. But I loved that it was like eleven a.m. and we felt like we'd been drinking for like all day. I mean, well, three hours. I think at that point. Right. So, yeah, but I looked at the great day. and I was like, it's eight fifteen. Like we have a whole day ahead of us. Like I can't. It was can't so good. Oh my so, gosh. Anyhow, we should do that more often. Wake up early and. Anyways, uh, we, we have our... been rambling forever. So. We need to normalize that. Yeah, for We're sure. gonna crop out half of that shit. Or... Hey everyone, it's us again. Welcome back. This week we are talking about the Olympics. Um, Most of you, if you're anything like us, we have been dabbling into the Olympics. Very fun to watch, helps pass the time. I've learned a hell of a lot about sports that I had no idea about, such as fencing. Um, But today we're going to talk about some of the most um, popular stories with the Olympics including Simone Biles. We want to touch on the Shakiri Richardson situation and some of the other ones that have sparked some good conversation. 
Um, yeah, let's start okay, with so- the... Sh- you said you say it's Shakari, sh- right? Shakari. I did watch a video today and she pronounced it herself. So it is truly Shakari Richardson, which yes. I was getting it wrong. Um, yeah, let's but- start with that story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone was not aware, Shakari Richardson, I believe she's 23. She's obviously a badass athlete, um, was running the 100 meter dash, if I'm not mistaken, was like one of the fastest women under 11 seconds like great record um and then obviously she was kicked out because she tested positive for thc so she had to do a month-long ban or a month-long um suspension suspension um which i guess was taken down from a three-month suspension because she agreed to do something with them um but yeah it sparked a lot of conversation obviously people that are living in states where it's where like pro cannabis or like when where cannabis is legal there's just been a lot of um different feedback on this like is Mm -hmm. this an outdated rule should we be getting rid of this rule is marijuana even a um i'm sorry i mean marijuana is gonna make me run faster marijuana is gonna (laughs) make me want to sit on the couch and eat snacks i saw so many memes that were like if she can still beat your ass while she's running stone or something, then she deserves the gold medal. Yeah. Hell, <laughs> yes. Hell yes. And I think I sent you guys, I came across a picture where it said propaganda versus reality. And I think we've all seen that, like, don't do drugs commercial where someone they're like flat, like a flat pancake on the couch, just like dead after oh, yeah. smoking yeah. weed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like propaganda versus reality. In reality, they're showing this like Olympic athlete like arms up winning a race is like that's actually reality and like you said I don't think anyone out there including like Michael Michael Phelps if we're going to use that comparison is smoking weed right before a race um so anyways I think we're we're all agreeing that obviously we don't think any of these athletes are smoking weed right before a race so like obviously not a lot of people think that weed is a performing performance enhancing drug um most people use it more of like an anti-inflammatory like relax unwind after hours um and she talks about how well in an interview which like who who knows what you know i don't know i smoke weed it's like who knows what if if this is a real i want to believe her that it is of like she was using marijuana to cope with the death of her biological Mm -hmm. mother which Mm -hmm. i totally understand and is absolutely valid um and and it's like you know sometimes you want to be understanding to people's situations and it's legal in oregon so like she it's like if you were to have a glass of wine because you were stressed out i just that's how i compare it i think that's it's totally legal to do it in that state so i just think that was such a stupid removal um for that yeah I mean I do recognize and I think that she admitted too she was like you know what I realized that I was wrong it's still technically not allowed and she She knew knew that so like yeah yeah I just am more on the lines of like these rules are stupid and outdated I'm like let's reconsider why we have these rules and I think I've mentioned this to you guys before but when I was a nurse in Indiana like 
years ago, over five years ago, at least I gave a medication to a patient that I never heard of before. So I looked it up beforehand as any good nurse would do. And it's synthetic THC. So it's called like Marinol. It's supposed to help increase appetite, decreases nausea and vomiting and like cancer patients, AIDS patients. And I like, it's literally synthetic THC from a pharmacy and I'm a registered nurse in Indiana giving it to my patient because I know it's FDA approved and helpful for them. And then the meanwhile, literally the plant version, the natural occurring version is illegal on like a, you know, Mm. federal one controlled substance because it's like all this stuff. And I think that's crazy to me. That's, that was five years ago and one of the most eye-opening experiences ever just like how corrupt these rules are yeah why do you need to make a synthetic one when you have the natural form as is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the natural form is not studied because it's a level one controlled substance so they can't Mm -hmm. the fda can approve this form because it's a medication made by a pharmacist but the fda or like no one can like endorse or support the natural version because it can't be funded or studied and it can't be funded or studied because it's a level one controlled substance it's like a loop mm-hmm. oh man i did not know that thanks for the knowledge update yeah I feel very you're welcome <laughs> and yeah. I, I literally am like this is the most like i i cannot re- even explain to you how like years ago indiana and like yes and like college and stuff like weed is illegal in indiana like hard like you will absolutely get in trouble for it mm-hmm. and i'm a nurse and i'm giving this to someone i'm like does anyone i'm like looking around both shoulders i'm like does anyone else think that this is absolutely crazy and then don't even get me started on like the over overuse of opioids and like all of these prescription medications. And I worked on an ICU where like there were a lot of heroin overdoses. Like I saw people donate their organs from like overdosing on heroin and hardcore drugs that can literally kill you when weed is listed in the same category as like a level one controlled substance as supposedly being equally as damaging for your health and bad for you and highly addictive. Wow. Is, so. You said you looked up the list of like things that are banned for the Olympics. Olympics and stuff. Did it say, I mean, I would assume yes, but did it say like uh, opioids are on there, like that stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's called the World Anti-Doping Agency. And I looked at those. Cannabis is outlawed. Um, yes, like obviously hardcore drugs. But then honestly, there were a lot of medications on there that I was like, huh, like I would have never thought of like an inhaler that's supposed to calm down um, your lungs, like decrease mm-hmm. bronchospasm in the lungs, like those are outlawed. Really? Um, and like um, steroids, both like steroids that you would take when you're sick. And then obviously like metabolic increasing muscle steroids, those are outlawed. Um, interesting too like a beta blocker which people it slows down your heart rate and it can decrease your blood pressure but some people will take a low dose beta blocker before they do like public speaking because it calms them it can Mm -hmm. just like mellow you out a little bit and also like decrease like shaking if you shake when you're nervous and that's outlawed in but okay okay so one bridge one like bridge from that is I think Tierney you brought this up to me personally how I believe it's the women's soccer is getting like supported I don't know athletes from them is getting supported or encouraged for their CBD line Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um no okay so I didn't tell you that so I I don't know oh I'm sorry maybe Laura maybe that was you I don't know I might have like just sent an article or something but um yeah go ahead with it 
Do you, Yalla. can you tell that version better? Uh, what did the headline say? So that Megan Rapinoe <laughs> girl, um, you know, the famous soccer player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she uses CBD as like a training regimen. Um, For her muscles and stuff. Yeah. And then she has her own line, I believe. I'm trying to like find it really quickly. It was like saying that that's kind of like cutting it close with the with the drug ban thing, or people were like looking down on it. Yeah, so so it's fine. The CBD part is fine. Like, but like she played in the soccer game and they they lost, but she she openly said that that she uses CBD products made by this certain company that it's her sister uh, co-founded. Um. Okay, so yes, yeah, so she's supporting and endorsing CBD, and people are yep. like passionate about it, and like yep. yes, like CBD is such a great, um, you know, it's like anti-inflammatory and it's great for athletes, and CBD so great. And then meanwhile, this other girl just got kicked out and like missed her competing in Tokyo because she used a different compound from the same plant. Yep. And most CBD products, anyways, if it's created well, it's supposed to be quote broad spectrum, which means there's a small tiny amount of THC in it so yes if we're splitting hairs talking about like Olympic athletes there is kind of a like are you kidding me like is this fair it's a double standard yeah yeah or a very very close to being a double standard at minimum yeah So hopefully, I mean, hopefully it just sparks like new conversation and conversations just like this for us to reevaluate and be like wait like you know is this really I just find it interesting that Michael Phelps was just hated so hard when mm-hmm. the, when that whole thing happened and i'm like guys it's not like he got caught you know freaking li- doing heroin or or something like that like good lord mm-hmm. and like that almost brought him down and then luckily for him ryan lochte took the <laughs> took it away from him and did, <laughs> did stupider things so i don't even know i don't remember oh yeah well that was also back when like weed was really not accepted yeah yeah that that was was like before before, and i also have to wonder like these rules these olympic rules same thing with the the what norwegian women's um the the bottoms that they wore wear Mm -hmm. um like these rules are are meant to be international right or like is our trials just u.s rules that's where i don't really know because if they're international rules there are a ton of countries who do not accept marijuana whatsoever so like that would kind of make more sense like some places like indonesia i think you like get the death penalty or thailand or something well the company or the the people who basically said they they can't wear the shorts is in they're called international handball federation so it's international i do think it's it's international same with the medication and the drugs the world anti-doping agency i do think it's like it's greater than just our country Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess that's something we got to think about too there is a double standard of like what you said earlier like the judgment you said michael phelps like people really hated him over it and i do think especially for weed, cannabis, marijuana, however you want to say it. I do think that's a little bit more like judge, like people can judge a lot because it goes very deep. Um, There's lots of stereotypes against people that use marijuana. And that's why I think it's actually great in a way that these like super successful people 
you mm-hmm. know, are being found. And like, it's just going to, time will tell, but there's lots of successful people that use marijuana, obviously in certain situations, like after work, just as you would do alcohol, but they're highly successful people, but they don't want to come out and be open about it either because exactly what you mentioned that happened to him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows what the future will hold in that sense. I hope everyone loosens their chains on their balls a little bit, but I think the more, the more like outside of the Olympic world or that are supporting people like how Pink is paying their fine or offered to pay their fine or whatever. And I think the more it becomes other people talking about it versus just the, the Olympic world talking about it, I'm sure things will change a bit. Yeah, I mean, there's just, like, I don't know, obviously, how often these rules get reviewed and updated, but it does just seem so, like, they seem like they haven't changed them from when they had the first Olympics in the Athens. Like, <laughs> you know, like, why do you care if a girl is wearing a bikini bottom over spandex shorts, which is earlier we were talking about how... um the women you know in indoor volleyball you wear spandex shorts so why can't beach volleyball and handball do the same thing i just think that's and then men get to wear trunks and it's like it doesn't affect anyone's game and how they play you Mm -hmm. would hope not and making them better Mm -hmm. and i just think it's like let's let's do a little review let's do like a panel review and let's all take a vote yeah instagram poll we'll Mm -hmm. vote (laughs) I love it because it reminds me of like our country as well like I think you're like has no one revised this shit since like the first time y'all have sat down and met <laughs> you know I think we can relate on that on a couple of I, points like no also like, let's cross about the Bible on yes oh yeah Bible for I'm sure like, can except we, for sneaky we... parts about that is like parts of that have been left out not passed down so like you know yeah like they part found parts of the bible that have been like mysteriously added out you're like oh okay shady motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) i'm like who translated this i don't know who translated it what if you just made all this shit up yeah i know it's like a it's literally like a wikipedia page for like oh okay you know no we will do as you say yeah (laughs) and ask no questions and ask no questions and we will tell other people to do what you say <laughs> that yeah. is how things lead to the handmaid's tale i highly recommend against doing that for everyone oh my God, don't even and if you started on that show i haven't checked show. out the handmaid's tale proceed with cautions it is scary but yeah, shit. it's scary. like so scary because you, know. you could see it happening but it is a really mm-hmm. freaking great show i mean it is. don't binge it though because then you feel like you like can't go outside sad stuff. yeah yeah you feel like it's permanently dark outside it is sad you have to like air it out yeah. Speaking of which, I honestly just got back into Queer Eye and just realized that there's a whole nother season that I haven't seen. And I know it's, but just like talk about an up, uplifting, positive show, you know, when so you good. meet it, just lighthearted. So just it. to plug that. I Aww, love them. I maybe? think like if you're homophobic, that and you watch that show, there's no way you can still be homophobic. Like they are just like the sweetest souls Sweet. in the whole wide world, like changing Sweet. lives good honestly it does it really inspires me laura next time you're feeling crabby and grouchy you have a lazy night and watch it Mm -hmm. oh you haven't seen it at all not not one snippet 
Oh, it's really good. It's a cheer. I've cry- I cry in every episode. Oh. oh, that's really like a good way to get me to watch it. <laughs> like happy tears. In a good way. It honestly yeah. is. It's very uplifting. I was joking with a coworker today that it's kind of like almost church in a way. Like it just like good morals, good values. I mean, better than church, I would say for me personally. Yeah. Um, just makes yeah. you feel good and has a good lesson. But anyway. And it just seems so authentic because we're getting so off topic. That's fine. There's like, it seems so authentic because it's not like other reality shows where you feel like there's kind of a script involved it's like these really are normal average people that they're trying to help and there's like no you know they're just getting to know them on such a normal level and I love that and the people are like down in the dumps a little bit and just need like motivation a lot of them are really self-conscious and like a shy away from people and just need some really just need a lot of help and love and that is what they deliver yeah it's sweet. Um, I'll check it out. But, <laughs> but anyways, okay, with the with the Olympics, um, Tira, Olympics. you want to chat about Simone Biles a little bit? Because honestly, I'm not completely caught up in her story, and I know you are, so. Yeah, so I've, my mom and I have literally been addicted to the gymnastics um, portion of the Olympics this whole time. And I was so stoked to watch Simone Biles uh, perform, and I, I watched her first few semi-stuff, and it, it watched her vault and so what happens is she does they call it the twisties where you get lost in the air and you don't know where you're gonna land and she had a pretty bad vault luckily she didn't get hurt or anything but it was you can see in the video that she's like kind of clueless and her eyes are like I don't know where I'm gonna land or where I'm at and it's a mental block and it's a common thing amongst gymnasts so she had said when she was like training and whatnot this had been happening and she really doesn't want to risk getting injured and then when she was competing with the team she didn't want to risk them losing a medal just because she's not focused and she's not thinking properly and she's having these mental blocks and she'll just like push through it when she actually was being a rock star and being like you know what I'm not just gonna push through it I'm gonna slowly work on it and see if it gets better and then go from there which is so strategic and I think so mature for someone her age to do that most people are so gold hungry that you don't talk about it and you think that they just push through for whatever they can to be number Mm -hmm. one and I love Mm -hmm. that she was like I am not prioritizing being number one like (laughs) that's not what's important to me right now Um, so yeah it sparked a lot of conversation and there is a documentary on HBO too about athletes and mental health and olympians and i haven't seen it but i really want to watch it because i it's been out for years i think well i don't know if you're talking about the same one but the well michael phelps has one called the weight of gold and it is about mental health and i've seen it and yeah i mean it's just a lot of fucking pressure that they are under specifically specifically people that are you know well-known named people in the u.s yeah in the u.s US competitors get it the most right yeah I think, I mean, I would assume so just because of the nature of people in the U.S. in general. Like, everyone Mm -hmm. loves to just sit and critique and shit on their couch. Like, then you fucking get up there and do it, like. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, too, so another documentary I watched is on Netflix. It's one about Naomi Osaka, um, which I wasn't even, I wasn't very familiar with her, but it's a fascinating story. She's, like, a very, very quiet like reserved I guess she was um homeschooled when she was younger so she's very quiet and she plays tennis and she talks about how uncomfortable it is for her how 
big of a pedestal people have put her on like you see these like girls that are like crying like bawling crying doing photos with her and like want autographs and people there is this um culture in the u.s of like elevating especially people that you watch on tv or that you've seen Mm -hmm. before you elevate them in this weird light and you become obsessed and that's extra pressure um naomi osaka she's already she's young as well i want to say she's like 23 or so and has like nike deals and all of this stuff and you had to go out there and perform anyways long story short she withdrew from the french open um and decided not to keep playing which was a huge uproar because she um politely declined like press questions at one point and she got fined fifteen thousand dollars because she wasn't allowed to to say no but -hmm. she did it for like mental health reasons like she wanted to like she need she didn't want to be asking questions um like she just wanted to like cope and like you know, calm herself down and take care of herself mentally. And she got fined a shit ton of money. I wonder if that fine is like, they're trying to get them to pay the price of what the uh, media would have brought in. Oh yeah. What would have brought in or like what another now, now they're down a player or something and that's what it costs per player. And now you got to like pay your spot or well i don't know no, like, she, why does she have to pay such a big fine i also i also asked that question too why does she have to pay a fine and it might be similar to the shakari richardson like with like the thc is like well like we also disagree with the rule but like rules are really not supposed to be using well, thc that's... and then maybe it's like maybe it's written out in their um it is like they had to sign a contract it is so like that's even like um nfl players they're required to answer questions so I don't know if you guys know NFL, but there is um, a player, Marshawn Lynch, and he hated doing press, um, but he would go sit there and do it. And to an- His answer to every question was, I'm just here so I won't get fined every single time. And so he, he didn't, didn't elaborate. Stop. He didn't get fined. The only sentence he said over and over and over again, any question that he got asked every time he did it. And he never got fined because he showed up, but it's part of their contract. He has. Was that was that the extent of his answer? He didn't elaborate at all. Yep. Wow. I mean, the guy was like a kind of like a, you know, not really a talker, anyways. But um, that's probably also why he didn't want to do it. But who knows? Maybe you know he also like a mental health reason too. Like, but yeah, no, he didn't elaborate. He was literally just saying, "I'm just here, so I won't get fined." I mean I can't imagine like put yourself in his position you're like a really long stressful day at work or say you've had like a really shitty week it's almost the analogy of having to go to like a happy hour of people that you do not enjoy asking you really intense questions that you really don't want to answer you're really stressed out about your day about your day about your day that you like probably just don't want to fucking talk or in their case it could be about a loss like oh how do you feel about losing like fuck right off um yeah and And on top of that, Laura, like exactly what you have to be like nice, because if you sit up there and you act like the asshole that you feel like acting on that day, everyone's going to hate you and rip you apart in the media. So you have to be like sweet, almost like a royal type of like air about you. And, you know, sometimes what might be the shittiest moment that you've had all week. Mm -hmm. So that's really sad and like good for these people i'm glad that they're doing stuff for themselves like whether it's taking judgment for like with you know tennis gymnastics whatever it is football like good for them for actually being like no this is my boundary i have to have my personal space for these reasons 
got to take care of myself. So good for them. It's starting good conversation. I know. And it just, I mean, for people who are so young, like especially the gymnasts, those careers do not last a long time. No. So I think Simone even said like, you know, gymnastics is not forever. There's more to gymnastics. Like I have to put myself first. And I don't think a lot of people can honestly say that when they have the weight of the world and their family and friends and everyone's pressure on their shoulders. But I hope when someone's as big of a name as Simone Biles is doing it, I do hope it like inspires other people to not have to grind 24 seven and figure out that work-life balance. Because I think that is so important and Americans do not do it well enough. I cannot even say, I literally want to get like a shirt that says work-life balance. I do think (laughs) 95% of Americans can take, yeah, maybe, maybe I will. No, it's a, it's such a good lesson. It really is. It's like burning yourself out or like becoming the person that you don't want to be and like being someone that's like rude and grouchy and angry or not taking time for yourself or whatever, you know, the, the repercussions for you are to push it that much. It's like, it's not worth it. Like, enjoy Mm -hmm. your life, like, be a happy person, eat well, have time to exercise, like, you know? Yeah, if, like, a sport, or not even, I shouldn't just say sport, if something that you're doing is not bringing you happiness and joy, whether that's your job, and this is obviously easier said than done, not everyone can just quit, but I, I would hope we could all try to change our mentality that if it's not bringing you joy, to try to let it go, Mm -hmm. obviously easier said than done. But mm-hmm. especially if you've been doing it like since you were four years old, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in some way, like if you recognize that it's being more harmful than helpful, I don't know at what cost is it to you to hold on to it. Right. Yeah. Preach. Oh, yeah. And there that's your are. Monday motivation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know, and like maybe there's always Europe, right? They have a little bit more of a balance. Other countries do. Australia does. Australia closes down from like December fifteenth to like January thirtieth. Well, also their maternity (laughs) leave is ridiculous. They have like a whole year of maternity leave. So yeah, I mean, I do get that they pay a lot more in taxes and stuff, but those benefits would be nice. I actually don't know if Americans got those benefits. Would we actually use them? Like, if we got more vacation days and uh, yes. leave? Yeah. Yes, sister. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. me over here. And if anyone wants I mean, to give me, me their too, extras. But... <laughs> I don't know about me, like, majority school, but, like, Americans, you're not going to eat it? Like, hand that shit over to me. I will I think it'd be actually the reverse. It. I think it'd be, like, uh, people would be abu- abusing it. I don't know. There's so many people who, like, at least work in, like, finance or a little bit more stressful, like, long-hour jobs where – even probably like doctors and stuff, I feel like they would feel guilty taking those vacation days. There are just a lot of people that I think get very obsessed with their work. And sometimes that surely can be helpful. But a lot of times I also think it's unhealthy, like an unhealthy habit to just be so obsessed. But yes, there are those people that cannot stop going. And, you know, good for them. But I'm definitely not that person. So me neither. I'd be taking I love my downtime, which we talked about this week. Same. <laughs> Same. Oh, yeah. So whatever the boundary is, it's just important for everyone to, like, figure out their own boundary. You know, if you're working 80 hours a week and 
not drained, keep doing what you're doing. But if you're having an exhausting or hard time, set the boundary, skip the press conference, whatever it needs to be, like look out for yourself, take care of yourself. If you're working 80 hour weeks and you're not drained, yeah, fuck um, maybe you need to take this anti-doping drug test because like, what the fuck are you on? Seriously. Good point. Good point. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us um, while we talked about the Olympics and just wrapped up on some topics that were important to us. I hope you guys realize that we actually do enjoy doing this. We have a great time and we're so honored to have you guys listen. If you ever have any sort of honest feedback, honestly, Laura, Tierney, and myself, we would be genuinely open to hear it. So if you ever have a topic you think we should touch on or any sort of feedback, let us know. Send us a message, text us, hit us up. And until next time, have a good one. See ya.